Welcome to AWS She Builds Tech Skills with your hosts, Maya and May. What do we have today? Like, who's yeah. our special guest today, May? So today, so if you have seen Chibol Tech Skills, we usually invite guests, especially women in tech, a woman who has been doing amazing jobs. And today we have a special guest, Rohini. And Rohini, hello. Hello. Welcome hello. to the show. Thank you so much. So you're a developer advocate at AWS. Um, Tell us a little bit about what you do at AWS if you were to explain it to your family or a friend. Like, what really is developer advocate? I mean, wasn't cloud computing difficult enough to explain? Now I have to explain developer advocacy. My mom can't understand cloud computing. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> so, if I have to explain this to a friend, right, um, I would say I am a technical content creator. Mm -hmm. and I work with an amazing AWS community. Yeah. So I would say I'm a technical content creator, a little bit of an influencer, a tech influencer, and maybe a mentor for the AWS community as well. So yeah. I've been doing that for a while and I've definitely worked with Chibils before and I'm so amazed to see that you guys are expanding outside of APJ and the goodness is coming to everyone. That's that's amazing. You, you've done a lot of work with the community. You've done a lot of work with AWS. Um, like and I would like to know a little bit about your your career journey, like how you get into developer advocate. And I want to remind people who is watching live, use the chat function. If you have any questions for Rohini, it's a good time to have a chat. Yeah. Um, we're gonna have live Q and A as well. So tell us a little bit about your career journey at the, as a developer advocate. I mean. I keep saying this to everyone. No one really plans to be a developer advocate or be in Trevorel. We all are just engineers first. Uh, we've been in engineering all our life and then we decide to become developer advocates. For me, it's been an interesting journey because my career has nothing but been linear, right? So because I uh, was doing some R&D projects on cloud and even VPC was just launched by AWS. I've been working with AWS since then. Uh, then I was an AWS support engineer. Wow. Then I moved as a solutions architect uh, for almost five years, and then now I'm a developer advocate. So it's not been a linear journey at all. So you moved around, you changed role. What was, uh, how would you say, what was the biggest challenge of changing roles? Um, I, th I think the one thing is that people think that you know you just land into these different roles you are just lucky to get into these roles but honestly it's been a lot of journey like you mm -hmm. have to build more skills you have to learn different skills to get into that different role so i think that was one good challenge i would yeah. say it was an interesting challenge to learn new things like for example i could just say that i've been a theater person all my life so coming to this place like speaking to camera being on stage it's natural but then the content side also has to pick into it so Absolutely. I have a lot of different skills that I could use in this role as well. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, uh, really amazing. And um, yeah, thank you so much for doing all the amazing thing for the community and also like AWS community as well. So now today we're gonna, we, we're, our show is a technical show, so we have to go a little bit technical, don't we? So what are we gonna talk about today? Uh, so for today, we are talking about containers and we are talking about Carpenter, uh, but before we get into that, I thought, you know, I should keep it a bit simple so that, you know, everyone, so this is my motto that if I'm in this role, I want to make sure that tech is easy for people to learn and people can learn tech and not be overwhelmed with it and come to tech, mm -hmm. like if they want to change their careers or if they're new into the AWS space or the cloud space in general. So that's my motto that that's why my demo is going to be very simple today. That's amazing. And my, I know you've been 
You've been waiting patiently to ask questions. <laughs> so fire away. Yeah. So you know, as part of the container community, uh, we're so happy to have you here. Um, and yeah, let's let's start off with you know what is containers? What what is containers? Right. So uh, as a simple question example was that you know. All of us, most of us, has been an administrator, assistant administrator all our life, and we have heard this: like it works fine on my computer. It's something wrong with yours. You have not installed something <laughs> correctly, or something is wrong. And I think that is where people saw an, um, a way, a solution, is to like, can we not package all these applications, pre-install them somewhere, and then we can just make them portable. Like they can be agnostic. I can run the same container or the same application on my laptop, and the same image. If I give it to you, you can run it on any other. Other place, like you can run the same thing on AWS and it will work fine. I think that's how the idea started of containers that we wanted to be platform agnostic and we wanted to package it in the smallest way possible so that it's portable. I think that would be my simple example of uh, a container itself. Yeah, that's an awesome example. And I know people have been talking about Kubernetes of late, and it's trending it in the tech world. <laughs> so, in a, in a nutshell, what is Kubernetes? So. Uh, Kubernetes. Now, if I have to go and explain Kubernetes, I'll definitely explain the concepts. But if I have to say Kubernetes comes in a place where, hey, if I have to deploy one container on my machine, it's easy to do. Come on, I can do that. I can do five containers in a time. But in real-world applications, you just work with tens or hundreds of uh, containers, actually. And to be able to work with so many containers, I think we needed orchestrators who could do that scheduling and then placing it and ensuring that if something is failing, replace it with a healthy container. So something needs to manage that and that's what Kubernetes does. It's an orchestrator, it's a scheduler, it takes care of scalability when it comes to containers. Right, now speaking of scalability, like why do we need to scale? And you know, speaking about scaling, like you might have a, a way to describe this in a visual format. Yes, yes, I do. I actually have done something here, so bear with me. Before I can talk about scalability, I do want to talk about two important concepts that people need to understand to understand scalability. So I do have a little fancy, not as fancy as the Jenga that we have here, uh, but mine are colorful and I hope these colors pop. Um, so for example, there are two concepts you need to understand. One is a pod. So I'm just representing a pod using mm -hmm. this block. And a pod uh, can have one or more containers, but it's the smallest deployable unit. This is the definition you write, like what are the applications I need? What is like, do I need Ubuntu? Do I need this in installed in there? What is the configuration that is going to be in the pod? And this doesn't have any compute or memory or storage. This is just a definition of what we want. So this needs some compute and that's where the node comes in place the node brings the compute the memory the storage and you can place the pod inside the node and then that's it that's your application running now to explain this pod is something that kubernetes is giving you but where does this node come in from this node is your machine it's your aws ec2 instances right so aws comes in place where aws gives you this node capacity uh, for you to do that now if i have to explain scalability i have to explain scalability in two different concepts because there's pod level scaling mm -hmm. that you need to add more pods when your application demand goes high so maybe one you had one pod running and your application needs more processing you want to add more pods that would be like adding more and more pods on the same node. That could be like horizontal scaling. So you're scaling out, or if your application doesn't need it, you're scaling in as well, right? So that's like HPA. But then there are scenarios where you may not want to like add more pods, 
right? You may want to just increase the capacity of the same pod. So there you would go ahead and place more capacity to the same pod, and then it becomes a bigger pod. So it's vertical scaling. I hope that explains that it's adding more is like horizontal, and adding capacity to the same one is like vertical scaling. So that's for the pods. But when it comes to the nodes itself, um, there are different ways of doing it. You're running your application different places. Um, something famous is like cluster order scaler, which a lot of yep. uh, customers, even on AWS, are using. And we also have something called as Carpenter, which is very uh, recently launched, I think last year, uh, where we also help you scale the nodes. That's where the scaling comes in. And scaling is important because I don't want to be like woken up 3 a.m. because application demand has increased. Some logger somewhere has written yeah. something and everyone's going to my application and like, oh, I want to check this out. And I'm sleeping and no one's there to scale and it's dying. So that's why we need all of these to work together automatically to be able to do that. Right. So what about customers who already have cluster auto scaling? So, yeah, I mean, if you have cluster auto scaling, uh, that's great because it it's good for a lot of um, you know different use cases that customers have been using, but there are some challenges um, which we are trying to mitigate with Carpenter. Um, there are certain use cases where Carpenter does better, I would say, um, and that's why we are doing this session. I wanted to show you there is a different way of doing things as well. Like for example, um, if I am also I'm a system administrator, I'm a cluster administrator. Okay, everyone comes to me if they want EC2 instances. Okay. Great. And they are running uh, pods, right? If they're doing that, um, some team came and say, hey, you know what? I need 100 pods for running my machine learning application. Just give it to me. And I'm going to tell them, you know what? Wait. Mm. I need to create this node group. I need to create this order scaling group. I need to create all of this before I can actually give you that capacity. That's not helping your team to innovate at a faster space, right? They, they are going to be like, oh, it's take too long. I'll just do it on my laptop. I'll just buy something and do it. So you want people to embrace the pace of innovation. You want them to do things when they want to do it. And that's where Carpenter is a great thing because I will show it in the demo. Like if at times we've seen cluster order scaler take three to five minutes to actually do all this and then launch these instances and all of that. Carpenter will take maybe a minute or two, and we're still working on getting that performance improved as well. Wow. So not a lot of things for an administrator like me, less things to manage, and easier uh, cost savings as well. Yeah, it definitely gets rid of the heavy lifting. It right? does, it <laughs> does. Because even in cluster order scaler, for example, like I've seen customers run 20 to 25% extra capacity because it takes so long to launch an instance and provide it for the pods to run. Yeah. They run extra capacity. So that is also like spending extra money into something that's not actually running anything. So it's not utility-based computing again, which yeah. is what we want. Yeah, that's the, the resourcing requirements, not just for uh, the technology component, but for people as well, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly, exactly. So that's where Carpenter shines, I would say. Yeah, that's, cool. that's awesome. Is it? Uh, do you reckon it's time for a demo, mate? Yeah, we should we should do a demo. We should. And uh, let's see things in action. So, are you going to show? What are you going to show? So, my demo is going to be simple. Like I said, we I love simple, simple demo simple things, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, I definitely do want to show. By the way, it's Carpenter with a K. If you're not yet that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've got to correct every time but yes it's carpenter, carpenter with a k okay why why it starts with a k 
<laughs> why, why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> why not? I think it's the Kubernetes, Kubernetes guy. Yeah, I think yeah. so as well. Yeah, I, I, that would make more sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's Carpenter. I will definitely get you back to the website of how you can install it and where you can find the help. But let's go to the demo. So in the demo, I have already set up Carpenter because mm -hmm. I'm not going to spend that time here. I want to talk to these amazing ladies. Um, but definitely, I've set up Carpenter already. Um, so in Carpenter, you have to think about two things. One is an administrator. Like, I can be the cluster administrator. I'm managing all the platform that people need. And let's say you want some um, pods or some containers. You want to run some workload workload that we say that, hey, she wants to run some machine learning stuff. And she's coming to me and saying, hey, I want this. So as an administrator, I can define. Sorry, am I still audible? Yeah. Yes, I can hear you. <laughs> uh, so, as an administrator, I can write. Uh, so, Carpenter works with something like a custom resource, which is like a provisioner. So, it's a CRD. Um, even if you don't understand Kubernetes CRD, it's fine. You don't need to worry about it. Uh, but I will write something called as a provisioner document. So, if you see my screen, um, this is a default provisioner that as a that I have defined. And I have only said that, hey, this is a default provisioner. Um, I just want people to not launch more than 1,000 CPUs. I'm just looking for the budget. <laughs> and um, I'm saying, hey, there's a provider. And in this case, the provider is AWS. Of course, uh, over time, we want more and more support for different providers. But as of now, Carpenter does support AWS. So that's what we have defined that, hey, the provider is AWS. Where do you... Um, I feel like where should we place these nodes, which um, subnet, which security group, these yeah. issue instances should sit in, right? So that's what we have defined um, here. So I'm highlighting it on the screen. So already created, tagged, everything set. And there is one more um, parameter that is TTL, which we'll talk in some time. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to say um, apply provisioner, and I'm just going to say default.yaml. So you'll see that, it, okay, it's configured, it's ready, so the provisioner is ready. So you got all of these in that, um, the YAML file? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I've just told Kubernetes, hey, this is the YAML file, you have to um, take care of this. I mean, you have to look at this YAML file whenever you're launching a node. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you look at it, if it's satisfied, then you launch this particular node. Then, me is coming to me and she's saying, hey, I want this workload, which is just a simple, image, an uh, ECR-based image that is paused. It doesn't do anything. It just comes up and stays. That's it. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. But she's going to come and say, hey, I want 20 pods uh, to be run. So, sorry, I'm just going to copy-paste. Oh, it's really good that you got the demo and then the CLI, the commands ready. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, just like get ready for all the commands, um, but no, that's, that's cool. Awesome. So you can see there are no pods running. I mean, there mm -hmm. are pods, but there are no pods running for Carpenter. And there are a few instances that are running that I need for Carpenter. Yeah. So you can just ignore these three. But you can see the moment I say 20, yeah. um, you can see that Kubernetes will automatically say, hey, there are 20 pods. These guys are actually waiting to be launched. So the moment this happens, Carpenter is like, hey, this supports waiting to launch. It's directly going to EC2 API. Oh, thank you. So it's, <laughs> it's directly going to EC2 API and saying, I want nodes so that I can place these pods into it. Got it. So that's what it is doing. So you can already see there is 20 seconds ago, an EC2 instance was launched. 
right? And if you scroll through the logs, I know it might be a little tiny, but it's actually saying that it computed new nodes can fit into a particular instance type. So I didn't tell it which instance type. Right. right. And can you specify instance types if we wanted to? I can. I can. I just wanted to show one thing before I can go there. Uh, let's see if it has launched. So it's still not ready. And, yep. and it's going and creating ARM. Oh, nice. It's already created ARM based, which is great. <laughs> uh, it has already gone ahead. I, I have already applied it. But yeah, so it is creating it. And you can see within 58 seconds, the container Back creation containers. has already started because Carpenter has already bound these EC2 instances to these pods. It's That's not amazing. waiting for like Kubelet to come and schedule, auto-scaling. Yeah. I'm just so going to So you have all the things in one place. place. Yeah. yeah, It's directly talking to EC2 API and saying, I yeah. need the nodes. These are the pods. Just go and run. So you can see within like 80 seconds, yeah. know, it's already up and running. So this could be 20. This could be 100 pods as well. Thousands if you wanted to. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. If you want to do, but I won't let you. <laughs> so coming back to your question, yes. So you can set like, for example, let's look at this. I can say, you know what? I want only spot instances. I just want you to launch everything in spot. What is spot instant? Yes, good <laughs> question. So when you launch anything, uh, EC2 instances, per compute, but EC2 instances, like take example, mm -hmm. you have different options, right? These are billing options as such. The instances are same. It's the same infrastructure in the uh, background, but these are different billing options. So one is on demand, which is your general pricing, where you say per second pricing for your compute. Yeah. But then there is also spot pricing, which is like, hey, we are running a cloud. We keep extra capacity because all our customers need yeah. capacity and it's virtually scalable. So spot is the extra capacity that we have that we give to customers at a discounted price, mm -hmm. right? So we gave this to our customers at a discounted price. You can use that. It's actually quite economical if you use spot instances and, yeah. and especially in stateless workloads where you know you can just run and scale do your job come back absolutely sleep. works well with uh, container workloads right like this one <laughs> exactly exactly my you're you've been a great container ambassador don't you <laughs> So, uh, people, are, people are on the chat, on okay. the, watching the Twitch stream. If you if you haven't followed Mai or Rohini around containers, I think it is time to follow you guys on uh, on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, like if you haven't tried Carpenter, this is a good time to try it out, Carpenter. Um, if you have any questions around Carpenter, yeah, watch the demo and then uh, shoot the questions your way. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, one uh, one last thing before... I would wrap up, I do want to show you one thing, is you can specify these requirements, right? I can say, hey, for example, if it's ARM-based, I only want you to launch spot instances, that's it. So I can give a weight that if multiple provisioners are mentioned, you can still say which provisioner it should prefer, right? I can also say, hey, you know what? I just want you to launch C or M or R categories of instances. It does now you don't need to mention like C5 or C4 you can also just mention C and it will pick it up like it will understand that hey this is what AWS specific instance category is and same like you can mention what you want in or not in or less than or greater than you can use all those operators last point let's go and see this so I have created these pods now if I delete these pods it's going to look at the TTL okay so if I've given TTL after seconds empty, mm -hmm. so what it means is if there's this node that is running these pods, if I remove these pods, like I don't need these pods anymore, what happens to this node? I can't keep this running. This is 
charging yeah. me a lot of money, right? Yeah. So if it's not being used, I want it to be deleted. So this TTL is actually going to wait for like 20, 30 seconds, whatever I define. And oh, then this is And then removed. Okay. That's, so it's configured. That's really and we have got one question on the audience, and I want to make sure that if you have any questions with a demo or a carpenter, um, you've got the experts here. Well, two experts here. <laughs> so um, there's a questions on the on the chat. So Rohini, can you tell us a bit more about the console that show the YAML and mm-hmm. then the real time status? So I'm assuming you know the time that show um, like 68 seconds that to bring up the, that's real their time. Com- so yeah. how do you get that console and um, hope oh. that's, yeah, or yeah, is okay. it just so that's a command line? Just command line. So these Got are it. just simple commands. Um, I'll put them on the screen if anyone wants to see. These are my demo commands. So awesome. I'm, so I'm just doing get pods. That's yeah. it. Like Vidi is one of the apps that I'm using to keep it refreshing every two seconds. So I don't yeah. have to keep doing get, get, get like every time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good for the demos. But Absolutely. It's just simple Kubernetes commands. That's yeah. it. So and. This one is also simple Kubernetes commands. I'm just asking for more labels. Like I want to know like which instance type it launched or, you know, is it spot or not? So I wanted to give you more insights. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it's all Kubernetes. I've not done anything. You can do a dash W, right? So keep watching as well. Yeah, yeah. you can oh, also do that. Yeah. Yeah. I just so wanted keep, to do something fancy. Yeah, keep it watching. <laughs> That's awesome. We've got another question, actually. Hopefully, JW Twitch 80, that answer your questions. There's another question for a carpenter. Consolidation. So when did consolidate pods to a better place and save costs? Um, does anyone know it's trying to terminate long-running Kubernetes jobs? Yes. jobs? yes. Or is it just pods? So actually, um, there is a new video that is out on Twitch or containers on the couch. So if you have a containers fan, there is also a, a series that's containers from the couch uh, does. So they actually have recorded a video, like it's just a month or two months ago uh, about consolidation. So if you are oh. interested in consolidation and the new features that Carpenter has launched, you should definitely check that out. Is that on Twitch? It's there on Twitch, but I think you can you go. find it on YouTube oh, as well. That's cool. So, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can just search for containers from the couch and consolidation, and I think you should be able to find that. There you go. But yes. I need to watch that too. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. But yes, Carpenter does uh, consolidate and does a lot of bin packing so that you're not spending a lot more money. If you want to, mm. say, for example, uh, there is a multi-AZ um, thing, right? Like you want to have two different availability zones so that you're having high availability of yeah. your application. So you can also do that. Like Carpenter, you can tell in the workload itself that I want to have a zonal spread when you're defining that workload. And Carpenter can take care of that. So There you go. Yeah. That's possible. What is bin packing again? Like, can you explain with the blocks? Oh, okay. So I think I've been packed this enough. But okay. So for example, I would say that, hey, this pod, uh, sorry, this node can fit maybe, let's say, three pods. And it's going to try to place as many pods as possible yeah. so that I don't have to launch a new node just like, oh, I'm running two here, I'm just running one here, and I'm keeping a lot of capacity. I'm just going to try and keep as low as possible mm-hmm. So because even if pod doesn't cost you anything, you are still paying for right. this. So there yeah. are different strategies of how you're going to place these. Do you want to spread them? Uh, do you want to make sure you have highly available application or do you want to be more cost efficient? You can... Uh, select strategies and uh, Kubernetes and do that. Yeah, that's awesome. It's kind of like Tetris, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't like Tetris? <laughs> no, I'm so interested in this jigsaw, though. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, so people has been asking if you have, uh, you know, AWS samples or oh, like yeah. a oh, yeah. Thank a, you. a repo that you can share so uh, people can go and build. Yes. So 
easier way is carpenter.sh. There you uh, go. You just go to carpenter.sh. You can find the documentation. You can find the GitHub. Uh, so first, let me show you GitHub. So there are examples. Uh, some of the examples that I picked are from here. So the provisioners uh, by default are here. So there's a default one or you want general purpose, spot, any provisioners that I defined are still here. Mm -hmm. So you can use these and play around with it. The repo is so that's amazing. a great starting point. Yes. So there are examples that you can play with. Uh, there's also an entire documentation where that will tell you how do you install this with um, KOps or EKS Cuttle, which I've used right now. But you can install it and play with it. And you can also find a lot more information that, hey, these are the different things that I can do. Um, so you can see that one was the question, right? Like, when does that node become mm. uh, ready? So, for example, we want our application to be immutable. We want our nodes to be fresh and new. Like, okay, if you remove the node, it can get a new node and it can keep doing that. So, you can also um, have a setting where it can say that, hey, after maybe a month, or a month is too long, but I, I'm just giving an example, after a month, just remove all these nodes, add a new node, and move my pods in there. And Carpenter can take care of that as well for you. Yeah, that's a, that's awesome. And so you uh, you just said uh, EKS Cuddle. Yeah. I like to say EKS Control. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some people say EKS CTL. Yeah. What, what is that? <laughs> it's, it's just how we prefer. Like sometimes I say KS, I say Kubernetes. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just whatever <laughs> whatever works for. I I actually say EKS CTL sometimes. I'll say when I'm typing, but I'll say EKS Cuddle when I'm saying it. Cuddle. It's all over the place. <laughs> That's sudo, sudo. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. A lot of uh, a lot of differences. Or well, we're doing the same thing, but just like people preference. Um, there's another question, but that is kind of a um, a simple question, I guess. So, what GUI are you using? Like the. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> there's a questions around that. So that's a very interesting. So I'm using Cloud9 actually. Uh, Cloud9, if you don't know, it's an IDE that AWS provides. It's mm -hmm. in the console. It's in the browser. I like to use it for my demo. Yeah. Uh, so that if something happens to the machine, I can just pick up some colleague's machine, log into the AWS account, get access to my ID, and my demo is still there. And uh, Cloud9 is um, like amazing because you can share and you can work with someone simultaneously. Um, and it can auto shut down. So for example, I'm not doing anything for 30 minutes. It will just go ahead and shut down that EC2 instance. That's running. So that's that's pretty cool. And Maya, have you used Cloud9 before? Yeah, I use it for a lot of my workshops with customers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what about yeah. you, May? I use it um, mostly collaboration with my teammates. So that's really easy because if I'm editing something, yeah. they can see it straight away. So I don't have to like share and then make sure like have have they got it. Exactly. So they can see and debug maybe code review at the same time. Because mm. <laughs> everyone's got the same environment, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. And yeah, you don't have to be tied to your machine as well. So that's right. That helps in the workshops. Yeah, <laughs> you never absolutely. know the demo gods. <laughs> that's right. The demo gods had answered your call, uh, our call today, I guess. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I really thank them. <laughs> so have we got more poll or are we done with the poll, Mike? We're, we're done with the poll. We're done like, with do the poll. Do we have any... Uh, oh, uh, we've got a few minutes left. What do we want to do? Like, So I, I want to talk a little bit about tech skills. Yes. Um, and also, thank you so much for, like, Rohini, for spending the time talking about containers today and it's, it's really um, amazing and for the audience who is watching 
and uh, want to connect with Rohini, <laughs> I just put the LinkedIn. Oh, I hope you. you don't mind. Thank you. <laughs> so no, I don't. I please don't. feel free to connect with Rohini, ask about her career journey. You have been amazing, changing changing role, which is also a career change, right? So from the support engineer uh, into solutions architect and then into a developer advocate. So if you, if anyone who is watching um, you know, interested in a career change, interested in a career journey at AWS, reach out to Rohini and um, you're more than happy to give advice and mentor a few people. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, that's, that's, that's amazing. So she built tech skills. Yes, she builds tech skills. (laughs) We're everywhere. So come and find us at uh, all... Builders Welcome All Lounge. Builders Welcome Lounge. Welcome Lounge at the Expo. If you're at reInvent, uh, we have swag. We have swags and we're going to be tomorrow uh, at um, tomorrow, what time is it? 10? 10 to 12 p.m. tomorrow at I All Builders. So. Yeah. Yes, All Builders Welcome Lounge. So. All Builders Welcome Lounge. And if you're at the Expo Hall, uh, come and check, it, check us out. Uh, have a chat, get some stickers, get some swags. Um, so... I want to talk a little bit about the tech skills. Like we we have done 15 sessions this whole year. Wow! So that's a lot of guest speakers. Wow! Thank you for having me. Yes, (laughs) including yourself. Um, It is a great opportunity for women to, um, you know, come and present, showcase the demo, um, and then you know have a chance to connect with the community. What's what do you think? Like, if you were to look back, you know, 12 months. What, what do you think, like, what you learned with the tech skills? What did I learn? Uh, yeah. There are incredibly talented women out there. And uh, it's just at the, I guess we haven't talked to all the women out there. So we'd love to talk to more women out there that would love to come on our show as a guest. So uh, if you're out there, you don't have to be an AWS person, obviously. If you're an AWS person, you're more than welcome as well. Um, yeah, come and chat to us. Uh, reach us uh, at LinkedIn. We have a She Builds group there on LinkedIn. So, Oh, uh, that's a good reminder. I'm going to put a link... Um, I've been doing, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm multitasking. <laughs> so I'm going to put a link and, um, and my, I'm going to put your LinkedIn as well. People who is watching, if you want to reach out to my for the tech skills show, like myself as well um, on the LinkedIn. So feel free to reach out to us. And um, what does it look like for next year? What do you think, my? Next year? I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> What's happening next year? We've covered pretty much all the globe. Uh, who have we missed so far? Maybe Latin America, mm. perhaps? Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking maybe like ASEAN. ASEAN? ASEAN. Uh, it's Japan. J- oh, Japan. Japan, yeah. Different languages. So let's go with different languages. That's uh, that, that would be pretty cool. So like, I, I think like for me in the last last year, if I look back, I met a lot of like smart brilliant women ally through the program and uh, there's been amazing spending time showcasing the demo like today with Rohini giving back to the community and also getting an opportunity to practice a bit of a public speaking Um, so I think that's that's been a, a great learning and like making that connection with women in the community as well. Yeah, definitely. We're uh, community-based, so you know we're we're coming for you, community. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, um, cool. 
I'm going to put LinkedIn uh, in the chat as well. And also she built community uh, chat on the LinkedIn. So we're pretty, pretty active on LinkedIn. If you want to know what's going on with She Built Tech Skills, uh, check us out on the LinkedIn as well. Uh, follow us on, the, on our LinkedIn page. Uh, we, put a, we run a monthly show. And uh, what sort of topic have we run, Mai? Uh, everything from obviously containers, AIML, data and analytics, uh, you name it. If it's technical, uh, we've run it. If we haven't yeah. run it, we'd love to hear from you. We haven't run security. We need to have, we a, need security to have a security, security session. session. That's, yeah. that's such an important topic oh, as absolutely. well. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Maybe container security next time. Yes, Maybe. container security. I think we need two hours for that. I'm already putting a slot for the next one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Is that Carpenter Security is uh, managed? We, 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 can, we can check that. We can, <laughs> we can definitely check that. No, because I, 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 like, especially when that container space, right, you have the ability like Carpenter or Autoscaler be able to scale and run like a, a large yeah. number of instances. Mm -hmm. When it comes to security, that's a, that's a that's a whole the whole topic. topic. Yeah, all together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool, awesome. So thank you so much for everyone joining. Um, I know there has been a lot of chat. I know you can't, you guys can't see the chat, but there's been a lot of interactions in the chat as well. Um, like we would love to connect with the community. So make sure you check us out tomorrow. We also have a show on Thursday. Yes, with we Devs do. in the Shed. Devs in the Shed, boys. So we're, we're APJC show, Dev in the Shed, and uh, we're coming on Thursday. So thank you so much for joining in. Thank you. Thank you.